Good day. Welcome to In the Making. I'm your host, James Ray. Today we're going to look at an account in Genesis chapter 19, um, the story of Lot, Sodom, and Gomorrah. The thought or the emphasis or the statement I want to press upon you today, or we want to press upon you today, is be careful of your Zoar. Be careful of your Zoar. Zoar, we use to uh, reference or to mean a place of refuge. Where are you running to? Where are you escaping? What, what temporary hiding places are you going to? Zoar was a city that was east of the Jordan River, somewhere near the Dead Sea. Isaiah chapter 15 uh, talks about Zoar in correlation with the tribe of Moab, and we'll discuss that a little bit later. It was also the place or the site of Persian god Baal or Balaam, and today it is considered um, in a place uh, we know as modern-day Tel Aviv, Zoar. Genesis chapter 19, um, we find Lot, his two daughters, his family. Lot is the nephew of Abraham, whom Abraham has reared and and helped to Manage through life because Lot's father dies. So Lot has been exposed to righteousness. He's been exposed to the God of Israel. And so Lot, uh, to use no other expression, Lot knows right from wrong. But Lot, like many of us, finds himself in a place where even though he is considered righteous, he lives among the unrighteous. And that's a dangerous thing or a dangerous place to be. Because as I begin to look at this particular lesson, one of the things I saw was choice. Lot had a choice to remain where he was or not. Considering the environment and the situation, considering that he had two daughters to raise, considering that he, he knew what righteousness looked like, he had an example before him. Why would Lot choose to stay in this environment? But then I saw the flip side, is that every situation there is possibly what we would consider good and evil. As a matter of fact, God says that we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And salt is a preservative. Sometimes in, in bad places or bad seasons, the salt is necessary in order for preservation. And sometimes in dark places, 
there needs to be light to show that there is a glimmer of hope. We all need salt and light as we walk this journey called life. And Lot was no different in that he was seen as a righteous man. So sure, Lot had the choice to leave, but he chose to stay there. That is very, a very difficult place again, I say, because even the most religious or the most righteous among us is susceptible to the environment, to our heart, to our mind. No matter how, how righteous or religious we are, we're all subject to fall because it, 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 what matters is that's why it is so necessary and vital that we feel the very crevices of our being with the word of God, the nature of God, seeking the will of God. And it is so difficult to do that 24-7, 365. Because inevitably what happens is that some aspects of life will permeate our being. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. As, as believers, we still must exist among those who are not saved. We have people who are not saved with our, in our own immediate families or in our extended families or at our place of business or when we go to the grocery store, or when we're pumping gas, or when we're at sporting events. We're in the world, but it does not mean that the world has to be in us. God tells us to, to, that all the things that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, they're of the world. And these things will eventually pass away. He tells us, uh, according to Paul, he says that, that we are to be uh, transformed by renewing our mind. He says, don't be conformed to this world. As a matter of fact, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind so that you might prove what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. And so Lot finds himself, like many believers, in a place where he's called to be a certain way. But the environment is still around him. So so I want to say this also before I continue, is that we must be careful of our mindset. Not that we have to continue, not just because we have to continually renew it because we are constantly surrounded by wickedness, but also we have to continually renew it because we don't want to get too high on ourselves. Jeremiah says that the heart is desperately wicked above all else who can know it. In other words, there are some things in deep recesses of our heart and mind that we don't really know that, that exist. 
And so left to ourselves, at some point, those things may manifest themselves or or they may find we may find some of the the bad things in our heart and our mind. Eventually, they'll come out. So that's why we are called to to seek the things of God and to fill those voids and those crevices and those places with the word and the will of God. Be careful of your Zoar, because Zoar is really only a, it's a refuge. It's a hiding place. And many of us have Zoars in our life. There are places that we run to when things are not quite going right or places that we run to because we think that that is our escape. We'll run to women, we'll run to men, we'll run to sex, we'll run to alcohols, we'll run to money, we'll run to gambling, we'll run to this, we'll run to that. That, that is our Zoar. And we'll tell you what we mean by Zoar a, a, a little more in depth as we continue on. Because Zoar, again, was only a temporary place. It was a place of refuge. As we find ourselves in Genesis chapter 19, Lot is in a wicked environment. And two men visit Lot, which are angels sent from God. God has heard the wickedness that's going on in Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding area, and it's time for him to intervene and destroy it. And so because God is one of his chosen, because Lot is one of God's chosen, Lot goes down, sends God sends two angels to Lot to save he and his family. Look at the grace and the mercy of God. And as they get there, the men of the city have already heard being perverse as they, they are, it's called iniquity, when you have a crooked intentions, when you have unjust intentions, when when your mind is morbid and, and twisted and, and corrupt, and when you just think about things that, that are just crooked and wicked and twisted, the Bible calls that iniquity. And it's something that's much much deeper than sin, whereas sin, you just missed the mark. In iniquity, most times it's premeditated. So the men of, of the city with their un, unjust lust to be with other men hear that there are two men who have visited Lot, and so they bum rush Lot's house. Now, I don't know how many men it was, but just imagine a, a large number of men from small to great, the Bible says, trying to come upon just two men, angels of the Lord. And as they come, Lot tries to just look at, that, at, at what has permeated even the just man, Lot. Lot, knowing that these men have come to be perverse and to take these two men that have come in to visit him, he offers his own daughters who have not yet known a man. He offers his daughters to these men. That shows just how far Lot has fallen 
And if we continue to not renew our mind, how we can get caught up sometimes in the senselessness, in the unjust practices of the world. So a lot offers them. They don't want to hear anything about it. So they try to force their way in. At which time the two angels pushed Lot and his daughters back into the house, closed the door, and through the power of God, they strike all these men with blindness. Now none of them can see. And how ironic it is that these men who could see physically, but yet their spirits were so blinded, how God how God in, in an irony allows their spirit and their physical to manifest together. In other words, what they were spiritually is now what they are spirit, uh, physically. They're now blind. They're now blind. And a lot of times what can keep individuals from really seeing the manifestation of God and what God really has for them is blindness, spiritual blindness. So the, the angels have um, allowed through the power of God to blind these men. The Bible says that they they try to, to still try to get in through the door, but they can't see. And they get so weary from doing it that they finally leave and go home. So God wants Lot and his family to escape. The angels tell him to get ready. We got to get out of here. And the Bible says that even through all of this, Lot lingers. He stays around. Look, look at how sin has crept into the lot, to the life of Lot. It may not have been all at once. It just uh, slowly enters in. That's why daily we, we ought to submit ourselves to God in prayer. And humbly seek him to purify our heart and our mind because Satan is subtle. Sometimes he'll try to bum rush us, but most time it's the subtlety. And we don't even know that we're in a certain place called Zoar. So as the as he lingers the angels have to snatch him up, so to speak, and they leave and head for the mountains because God is, is, is tired of the wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah, and so he's going to destroy it. The angels tell him we have to go to Sodom. I mean, we have to go to the hill country. God won't allow us to do anything until you all are safe. Lot hears these words. And again, look at the subtlety of sin. Lot has already seen what all of this can bring about. He has heard the angels tell him 
that we can't do anything until you get to the hill country. But Lot's mind is still in the flesh. That's why we have to be spiritually minded. The Bible talks about a spiritual mind. It talks about a carnal mind. It talks about a a natural mind. The natural mind can't receive the things of God. That's an unregenerative spirit. That's one who does not yet know God, who can't, who can't get the things of God, who can't, who can't understand uh, the goodness and the love of God and the favor of God and the faithfulness of God to the point of coming to God. And so he can't receive anything. But that's not Lot. Lot is, is spiritual. He is righteous but yet he's operating in a natural mind. Uh, not, not a natural mind, I'm sorry, in a carnal mind. Carnal mind is a mind of the flesh, meaning you're, you're operating according to your senses or your intellect. And Lot begins to think, wait a minute, to get from where I am to the hill country is going to take too long. So, There is a city, a little city, just on the outskirts of Sodom and Gomorrah called Zoar. Just let me escape there. Again, we say the angels have already said to Lot that we can't do anything until we get you to the hill country. Don't you think God is powerful enough to to hold off on this judgment and yet still get you to a hiding place without any destruction happening. Don't you think God is powerful enough to do that? But it's the sin that has crept into the crevices of Lot's life. It's those strongholds sometimes that pull us down. It's those thoughts in our mind that we've held on to and not have and not uh, surrendered them to the obedience of Christ. And those things begin to manifest. And once those thoughts manifest, we act on them. And when we act on them outside of the will of God, they become sin. And sin leads to death. Which is why sometimes we we find ourselves in places after we have done certain things or said certain things. We find ourselves in certain places because we did not... Uh, submit those thoughts to the obedience of Christ. But look at God, look at God's grace and God's mercy. Because if we begin to look in Genesis chapter 19, Zoar is one of the places that was scheduled for destruction. It was one of the places is named with Sodom and Gomorrah to be destroyed. But because righteous Lot wanted to go to Zoar, God had grace and mercy upon Lot and his family, allowed him to go to Zoar and didn't destroy that place. A lot of times our hiding places or our places of refuge, just because God gives us the grace and the mercy to go to those places or to be in those places, or to be in those settings, or to be in those situations, does not mean that God checks it off. doesn't mean that God condones it. He just gives us the grace and the mercy to follow our choice. A lot of places, a lot of things that we've done, God could have destroyed us. 
God could have allowed a lot of things to happen to us, but his grace and his mercy protected us. Not because that is the place where God wanted us to be. It's the place that we chose and God just extended grace and mercy. Some situations and circumstances and places and people we hang around, around God gr gives us grace and mercy. To be in those places of refuge or those temporary places for a season. But we must understand that God's initial instruction to the angels was to get Lot and his family to the mountain. But Lot chose Zoar. Be careful of your Zoar, your hiding place, your temporary place of refuge, where you are going to 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 try to. Get away from things because just because you can find refuge there doesn't mean that you'll find peace there. We'll go to that. We'll get to that point later on. Just because you can escape to Zoar doesn't mean that you will find peace in Zoar. So as the story unfolds, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah is being destroyed. But Lot winds up in Zoar. What about Zoar? Well, once Lot gets there, Lot is afraid. He is in disease. Meaning dis-ease. He's not at peace. That's where he wanted to go. That's where he wanted to escape to. But he can't find peace there. There's something about Zoar that does not sit right with Lot. Could it be that Lot is now coming to an understanding that some of the things that he left behind are still with him, some of those things that are negative, some of those things that are sinful, some of those things that are not right, that are against the will of God, that are heavy to him, that, that, that he feels guilty about, that he has brought those things with him to Zoar. I hope I don't forget my point, but that, that's a good point there, is that sometimes we'll, we'll think we're escaping to a place. But, but we bring the same baggage with us. And so when we bring the same baggage and we don't cast that baggage or cast our cares over to God, guess what? We haven't escaped because we still have the same baggage. So we can't still have peace in Zoar because the baggage has followed us and we haven't allowed it to drop off. So could it be that or could it be the very fact that God had given him instructions to go to one place, but he chose to go in his own intellect and understanding to another? The Bible tells us that we don't understand all things. We, we don't have the wisdom of God, but if we lack wisdom, we can ask him at any point. 
Lot could have asked the angels, is it better for me to go to the mountain or to go to Zoar? Did God really say, go to the mountain? But Lot chose his own course. And a lot of times in life, what gets us in trouble is when we choose our own path. Sure, the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, but it also says that he delights in his way. And just because we choose a path to go in and God is gracious and merciful enough to allow us to go in that path does not mean that God delights in the path that we have chosen. And even though the Bible says that a man's heart plans his way, but God orders his step. It does not mean that that just because we go in a certain way that God condones that way. It just means that eventually when we come to ourselves, when we uh, operate in the wisdom that God has given us and we finally go the way that God has destined for us to go, that we understand it's the right way. It does not mean just like when we choose our own path or we choose the path that God has set for us, both of those paths are going to have obstacles. But you know on the path that God has chosen for you, you know that no matter what the obstacle, if God allows it, he's going to get you through it. Now on our own path, eventually if we become to know God and he allows us to get on his chosen path for us. Some of the things that we encountered on the other path were not necessarily what God wanted us to encounter, but he will use those things in order to get us on the right path. Mm. Be careful of your Zoar. Be careful of where you try to escape to. Be careful of your temporary hiding place. That's Zoar. Zoar is your temporary hiding place. It's your place that you choose for refuge. Remember we said before we close that just because you can find refuge there doesn't mean you can find peace there. Well, this is what happens. Once... Lot gets to Zoar, as we said earlier, is that he he was fearful. He was he was not at ease there. There was something missing. There was something wrong about Zoar. And his daughters, the ones who had grew up with their father Lot, the one who had seen righteousness, who had seen examples of righteousness. Uh, who were small and yet grew to be young ladies, even their hearts and their minds, though surrounded by righteousness, got contaminated by wickedness. We have to be careful um, not only of our Zohars, but we have to be careful as we said earlier, to, to check our hearts and our minds. The Bible says, guard them, our heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. 
And we have to we have to transform our minds. We have to renew it uh, in the things of God. We have to bring um, these things that are not of God subject to the obedience of Christ. These things that try to war against us, these things that try to go against um, the perfect will of God for our lives, these things that are in our mind and in, in our hearts and in our spirits that, that have crept in that we may be unaware of. That's why we have to constantly go to God in prayer and seek him and, and to seek uh, the word that can fill our hearts and our minds and, and push out those other things that are there. But as the daughters too situate in Zoar, Zoar, they come to the realization and the understanding, again, their own understanding. The Bible tells us to lean not to our own, own understanding. It says, tells us first to trust in the Lord. Lean not to our own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. Well, obviously, they, don't, they had not trusted in the Lord. And obviously, they lean to their own understanding. Because the Bible says that they too become fearful and they think, okay, we're going to get to a point where we can't marry. We won't have any men. And we'll get to the point where we won't have any children. So what can we do? We're going to be left alone. And so they conspire to sleep with their father. And in the union of the two daughters, we have the tribes of Ammon or the Amorites, and we have the Moabites. Remember, we talked about Moab earlier, mentioned by Isaiah. But it's through this incestuous relationship between Lot and his daughters where Moab comes. Zoar may seem like a good place, but be careful of where you're running to for temporary fulfillment, temporary satisfaction, temporary refuge, temporary hiding place. Because just because God gives us the grace and sometimes the mercy to escape to Zoar, doesn't mean that that's where God wants us to be. We thank you that you joined us today on In the Making. See you next time. Be blessed.